Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley. How you doing, Matt? Doing great, Marvin. How are you? As always, I'm just trying to stay out of trouble and uh, was talking with our friend Ethan a little bit earlier this evening. It's kind of funny, right? We had this kind of fake spring um, and that's going to go away, but we're going to have pretty seasonable, if not slightly warmer than seasonable temperatures and a decent amount of rain, right? Um, You know, actually, we're we we're probably uh, probably a little bit warmer and drier than they're they're looking. I, I was just looking at our kind of you know, extended forecast and we're going to be, um, certainly the rest of this week and, and into next week, you know, we're going to be in the fifties and, uh, you know, touching 60 here and there with a little bit of rain, but nothing real, nothing real drastic. Um, of course, you know, lows are still, you know, chilly, you know, in the twenties and thirties, but, uh, not real cold. You know, I was kind of thinking, after January, after the January we had that February is going to be a, a, uh, pretty brutal one, but it's, it's looking like it's staying pretty, pretty mild. Yeah. So I'd imagine, right. We've talked about this before, not enough to really change where the muskie are, but maybe make them a little bit more chasey. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly, uh, certainly we have not seen those basement water temperatures like low thirties, mid thirties. I frankly, I don't think I've seen anything less than 38, um, all year. And yeah, there's, you know, they're definitely, definitely in predictable kind of winter areas. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll take those, I'll take those warm, you know, 40 to 43, 44 degree water temps. Cause, uh, they certainly make for pretty happy fish. Yeah, and has it tempted you uh, to try to pry a couple smallies out of their wintering holes? Um, no, not not really. To be honest, uh, I've been uh, tying like crazy, trying to make sure I'm I'm prepared for for kicking off the smallmouth program here. And I mean, really, about a month. Um, but we still have a lot of great. Uh, Great musky fishing, great, great trout fishing. That's kind of what I try to focus on this time of year just because it's, it's really good. And, um, I get to smallmouth fish for like nine months here coming up pretty soon. So, um, it's, uh, it's an easy decision for me to make. Yeah. Well, and remember, I've got two gallon bags of corks if you need them for your poppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I'll let you know. They, uh, I still got plenty from the last time you said so. Yeah. And they're the good ones too. They're not the real cork ones. They're the ground up composite cork ones. Right. Right. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's funny, I've got a question for you from Brenner and, uh, he wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, how trout respond to these sudden warmups in the winter. Do they to put them in a funk? Does it make them crazy? Kind of how do they react? Um, that's a good question. Um, certainly, um, well, I'll, I'll start talking about, uh, the, uh, the tailwater, uh, streamer deal, you know, that, um, I, I, I don't really tend to notice a ton there just because water temperatures are pretty consistent you know, real heavy cold weather for, for several days, you know, like we had back around Christmas, um, that'll certainly drop some water temperatures in those tailwaters, but, um, you know, day-to-day swings, um, not, not so much. Um, so, um, 
I, I really don't notice a ton there. Um, on the mountain streams, you know, it's always, it's always nice, um, just to have fairly consistent warm weather. Cause it just keeps the water temperatures up a little bit, keeps the, um, keeps the fish from just really hunkering and, and being, uh, slow and lethargic. So they tend to be a little bit more, um, you know, actively feeding more often. So you find them in the, in the riffles and a little bit higher in the water column and, and moving around a little bit more. So I would, I would say on average, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a good thing. You know, if, uh, if you're fishing way up in the mountains, um, places that have pretty, you know, steep, you know, gorge walls and stuff that, that warmer weather pretty consistently is, is nice because they, uh, they don't see sunlight in the winter time, but for, you know, a few hours of the day. So having, uh, just a warmer ambient air temperature, uh, I think definitely makes a difference. You know, if you're having pretty normal winter weather where it's staying in the thirties and forties, you know, that's, that's when, you know, you're starting to think about, you know, fishing, fishing rivers that are kind of, uh, you know, east-west oriented, so they're seeing sun for longer over the course of the day and fishing later in the day, you know, after the sun's gotten up and warmed things up a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, when it's when it's been pretty consistently warm like it has been, um, it just kind of evens the playing field a little bit. It's uh, You don't have to worry about um, water temperature arcs and stuff like that quite as much. Yeah, and you don't have to think about what side of the mountain you're fishing on either. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your questions, I will send you some articulate fly swag and we'll enter you in a drawing for something cool for Matt at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, there are not very many lily pads left on your God calendar, but you want to let folks know kind of where they can find you, what you have open and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, the, uh, Websites mattreillyflyfishing.com. Um, there, all my contact information's on there, so feel free to reach out however you'd like. Um, yeah, I'll probably send a push out for um, you know summer smallmouth, some kind of late late spring, and then some summer smallmouth stuff here pretty soon. But um, they, well, I have like one date left for kind of the prime you know top water stuff in the summer the rest of what we're looking at is like may um and some july and some late september um and then you know kind of early october there's a little bit too so uh so yeah you know it's like like i, I always say it's thinner than i would certainly expect to be at this point in the year um, in terms of available dates. So if, if you want to get out, you know, don't, don't wait until, um, you know, the last minute, definitely get in touch with me now. Um, and then, you know, if, if you want as well, um, if you go on the website, you can subscribe to the, uh, kind of revamped newsletter system that I'm trying to keep up with. And that will keep you abreast of last minute cancellations and stuff like that. You know, if I get, kind of suddenly available dates those are going to be the first folks to know about it 
Yeah, and even though you tell me it's not as hot in Abington as it is in Central Virginia, I still like those late September <laughs> and October dates, folks. So great time to get yeah, out man. there and fish where, you know, everyone, you know, the fish are in the shade and you're not. So <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely some great time to be out there and not sweat to death. Um, well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines, everybody tight lines, Matt. Thanks, Marvin. 